0: welcome everyone it's so great t- to see you today uh, again I'm Jeff Scott I'm one of the pastors here on staff and I uh, am blessed and privileged to be a part of the preaching team and today I get to tell you my story I want to start though by talking about this dollar offering for the El Salvador trip um, uh, this is an important thing this is your way to be involved in missions to become a missionary it's a slip a few bucks or a few hundred bucks whichever you're comfortable with right um, and that box back there it really means a lot to the team uh, that's going, and I can tell you, um, Norm is a fantastic leader, um, and Karen as well, and this this is real ministry happening. I mean, they are sharing the gospel. I, when I went in July, I shared the gospel with nearly 1,000, 2,000 people. Uh, our team did, not just me, but our team did. It felt like I did personally, but our team did. We shared the gospel. I mean, so this is real ministry, this is real stuff happening, so whatever you can put in that box will be greatly appreciated. As we send out missionaries, I know that as we give, the Lord blesses. And so I encourage you to give to that today. Again, we are in, let me get my clicker to work here. You never know. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Anyway, we are in This Is Us series, and um, uh, we're going through the preaching team, kind of telling you our stories about how God brought us to where we are today. And then we're going to talk about our mission, you know, what, what we're going to be doing as a church when it comes to missions, the, all of the areas of the world that we're going to reach with the gospel of Jesus Uh, us, our church family. And then we're gonna talk about our core values, the things that are important to us. And so I come and I invite you to come and participate and be here and learn and grow and serve however the Lord leads you. Again, I get to start with my story today or finish up with my story. Oh, I did wanna mention too, on this here, um, a friend of ours is the one who did these uh, caricatures. When we first started talking about these slides, I was like, it'd be really cool if we had caricatures instead of pictures. And, uh, but I went home, I'm like, man, I cannot think of anybody. It's like, I felt like I knew somebody who could do it. But I couldn't think of anybody. And my wife's like, duh, our friend, Bob Hamby. And so I, I was friends with him on Facebook. So I sent a message or she did. And uh, he, we sent him some pictures and he put these together. And so I appreciate Bob Hamby uh, doing that. He did a fantastic job. So, uh, He lives in Farmington. He's been a longtime friend of Christy's family, and so he did a fantastic job. All right, so today I get to tell my story, and I like to call it a story of fresh starts, plural, right? I could have called it a picture of grace because absolutely I'm here today because of the grace of God or a portrait of grace. But ultimately, I want to tell you that God loves to do new things, and he loves to give a fresh start. If you're here today in need of a fresh start, you're in the right place today. Uh, I am from Franklin County, born and raised in Franklin County. I love Franklin County. Uh, a lot of great people in Franklin County and some not so great people in Franklin County, but for the most part, a lot of great churches in Franklin County as well. And so I think it's a great place to live. My only hang up with Franklin County is that the beach is a long ways away. <laughs> it's like every direction you go, the beach is a long ways away. But other than that, I think it's a great place to live. And I am thankful that God planted me here uh, many, many years ago. So I just turned 50 years old on January 6th, and I had a little party, and Roger showed up and brought the, uh, the, uh, the wheelchair for me <laughs> to remind me that I was getting old, that I was getting old and so um, anyway, I am appreciative of that. But the good news is I officially can join Silver Saints now. I think the age is 50. Before, I just snuck in under the radar, but now I'm officially a member. Um, this here is my beautiful wife, Christy. And uh, I love her, I'm proud of her. She has been so supportive and encouraging to me in ministry. Um, She's been with me in in difficult times, in great times, and she's been right there to help and encourage me all along the way. She kind of knew what ministry was before she married me. Uh, Her family, uh, she grew up in a a family of ministers. Her great, I'm sorry, her grandpa was a pastor, preacher evangelist. Her dad was a deacon. Her mom was always involved in some serving or ministry of the church. Her aunts and uncles were ministers in some capacity. And so she knew what it was to some degree. Ultimately, you never really know until you get into it, but she had an idea and she jumped in and she has been a huge help to be very supportive and encouraged me even in some really difficult seasons. So I'm grateful for that. We've been married 20 years. This year, we've been married 20 years. And I praise God and I thank him for that and so I appreciate her. All right, so this here is my daughter, Paige Scott, and uh, she's a freshman at William Woods University, and she is studying equine science, meaning she's gonna be a horse trainer when she's done. And I hope she makes lots of money because horses are expensive, and if you have one, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so uh, it got, I don't, we don't even know where it came from. Like I didn't ride horses, Christy didn't ride horses, but somehow she got this horse bug in her when she was young and she started very early on. And, um, and then about 2017, this guy here, his name's Cliff Pierce, good friend, great guy. He's a deacon at uh, one of the churches where I pastor. He had horses and he was going to get rid of one and he knew Paige really liked this horse. So he gave us this horse as a, as I gave it to Paige as a Christmas gift and uh, he, as he likes to call it, the gift that keeps taking. So <laughs> if, if you have a horse, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know if it a gift, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? So some days I have, but anyway, um, it, just, it just, you know, Paige loves it, she's passionate about it, and, um, and so she does a lot of riding and different things, but ultimately, what's most important about this, why I'm so proud of her, is she loves Jesus. Uh, she gave her heart and love to Jesus a number of years ago, and she just loves him with all of her heart. And I know God's gonna use her in a lot of big ways um, to share the gospel with her generation. And it may be through horses or, or ministry of some sorts, but I know God's going to use her and I am proud of her. We do have a dog and his name is Bevo and um we're proud of our little dog now it's technically paige's dog you can see she loves the dog there's no picture of me kissing the dog right but uh she uh is away at college so guess who gets to take care of the dog right? uh me my wife will not have anything to do with it but that's neither here nor there this is my mom and dad jim scott and uh, jim and ruth scott uh from a few years ago um, dad passed away in 2010 but they were great people um they are great but mom still is uh they love jesus dad was a pastor uh, they, they taught us, they took us to church from an early age. I remember when I was real little, um, we went to a couple different churches. I know we went to First Baptist Union and Jerry reminds me of this. Whenever uh, I was young, I don't remember everything. I remember going to First Baptist, but he would drive the bus and he'd pick me up on the bus. You know what I'm saying, he remembers that. Now the funny thing is, is I don't remember it, but he remembers me probably because I was a problem child, but that's neither here nor there, right? You, you only remember the ones that give you trouble, really, truthfully but uh anyway so i appreciate him but I, you know it's just i grew up going to church and it was just a part of our family my parents taught me this uh, they and not only taught they, they modeled it for us every day we saw what it looked like to love jesus again my dad was jim scott and he had an eye disease called retinitis pigmentosis and so it's a deterioration of the retina and so he was born with it there is no cure Maybe you've heard about it ultimately at some point in your life you're going to go blind okay so it it may be some for some it happens earlier for some it it, it happens a little bit later but ultimately you know from an early age you're going to lose your sight but that didn't stop him that was one of those rare people that get to do everything that they dreamed of when they were a kid Um, for instance whenever he was a kid he wanted to play on the Grand Ole Opry and he wanted to be a DJ and he got to do both of those things he was an exceptionally talented uh, musician, and he played on the Grand Ole Opry with Jim and Jesse. And then he became a DJ, and he worked here at KLPW for many years in Union, um, until God called him into the ministry. And his first church that he pastored as a vocational was Oak Grove Baptist Church in Fletcher, Missouri. And I tell you this story because that is where I met Jesus. Dad was preaching one day, and I heard the gospel, and I talked to him about it afterwards, after church was over. And he shared with me the gospel about how Jesus loves us and how he gave his life for us. And if we trust him with our lives, he will save us. He will give us eternal life. And that's where I met Jesus. I was baptized in a little creek right out in front of this church, right on the other side of the parking lot. There's a creek that runs through there. And it might have been right. It might have been downstream a little bit where it was a little bit deeper. But that's where I was baptized. Now, I will tell you, I did struggle with uh, assurance of salvation. Okay, I did struggle with that. I went forward several times in my life and, and, and you know, made a public confession again. And I've learned, and I've learned through that process, you know, after, after you get through it, you kind of look back. I learned that process, first off, I was chasing an emotional feeling. I really was. I was chasing a feeling, okay? Secondly, um, when you're out of fellowship with God because of sin or disobedience, you're not going to have assurance of your salvation. I'll just tell you that. It doesn't mean that, that you've lost your salvation. It just means that assurance is not going to be there when you're living out of the will of God. And so I encourage you, if you're, if you're here, and maybe you're struggling with your salvation, I would say just talk to God about it. He loves you, and he wants you to nail that down, okay? Um, we, uh, Dad ended up being a full-time pastor at Reedville Baptist Church. This is outside of Sullivan. It is now a part of the Ridge Church family. Um, just the, not that long ago, the Ridge Sullivan kind of came alongside of it. And, uh, there's started a church revitalization effort. Uh, 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 John is the pastor of that church. He's doing a great job. I think they were, there was like six or seven of them there whenever, you know, got down close. They were trying to decide what to do. And God has, has just done a work in there. There's like 30, 40 people coming now. Uh, a great thing is happening. Well, whenever I, whenever dad was there, I got to see something of what, church is supposed to be like maybe say it this way I gotta see what revival was, right? And that small church, middle of nowhere, literally, it's outside of Sullivan down a gravel road it's in some trees. God brought revival. And Like people got saved, and, and it was amazing. Lives were changed. Um, families were healed. Marriages were, were restored and healed. God worked in people's lives. And I've always said if I could do half the things that dad did or was a part of in ministry at that church, I would consider myself successful um, because it was absolutely amazing to see God work. Four men, four young men, were called to the ministry during that time of while my dad was pastoring there, and revival was happening. And that's rare. It's rare for four people to be called out. But out of that specific time frame, it's absolutely amazing what God is doing. So I'm privileged to have been a part of it. See it Now this here is my mom with her favorite kid, right? That's what it is. I mean, you know, it's tough being the favorite kid sometimes. But that's that's, uh, my mom there, uh, Ruth. And she is just a great lady. Some of you know who she is. She's so kind and compassionate and gracious. I could not say enough great things about my mom. Um, whatever, all the things, the, the great things I could say come to mind. She's gracious and giving and, and generous and, and loving and she loves Jesus first and foremost and she taught that us too as well. She taught us about hard work, dad did too. She taught us about hard work and about faithfulness and she also taught us this thing called discipline. Um, her favorite instrument of choice was the flip flop by the way um, and so, um, I didn't experience much, but my brother and my sisters, they really got it. You know what I'm saying? I was a good kid. Yeah, right. So uh, anyway, any style, any color, any flavor, mom used it. And uh, I la- we like to laugh and joke about it as a family, but um, she loved us. They loved us. And so they disciplined us. They did what we needed when the time was right. And so to this day, when I hear somebody walking in flip-flops, it sends chills down my spine. But. <laughs> Anyway, yesterday we had the opportunity to hang out with mom for breakfast. We took her out and we bought her some new floor mats because just a few weeks ago, she went and spent our inheritance on a new vehicle. So, um, and apparently she had a good time, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Anyway, that's my nephew drew there and we're happy for her. And we figured the least we can do is buy her some nice Jeep floor mats for whenever she goes off road, four wheeling. She won't get mud, (laughs) she won't get mudded there. So anyway, this here is my family, my brother, Ken Scott. And then my sister on the lower left, short hair, that's Christine Dalworth. And then uh, my sister on the right there, long hair, that's Lori Payne. And I am the youngest of the family. But I love them. They love me. We love each other. They encourage me. They challenge me. They correct me (laughs) every chance they get. Um, And they've provided me with all kinds of sermon illustrations um, throughout my ministry but um, it's, they're awesome, and they're, they're just, just, I'm so blessed to be a part of the family, family that I'm in. And then there's the rest of them, my nieces, nephews, and the, and the whole works. Um, I'm proud of my family. God has richly blessed us. And it's because of a mom and dad who love Jesus. And so um, I go back to here. This is where my journey of faith started, as far as this is when I met Jesus. And I would love to say that I lived a perfect life since then and had no problems, all right? But um, that's not this, the full story. Uh, We moved to Sullivan. I ended up going to high school there in Sullivan. Graduated high school in 1992. Um, And uh, while I was in high school... I will say I got off track. I'll just say it that way, right? Like, I wanted to go to heaven, of course, you know what I'm saying? I, I still went to church every Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, but I also wanted to live in the world, if you understand what I'm saying, right? And so I got caught up with some worldly things. I like to party on Friday and Saturday night and probably other nights of the week. I didn't have to work, but we like, I like to party and, and uh, chase girls and all those kinds of things, and that was kind of my high school career. I was still involved in church. I even went to youth group at, uh, I think it was Temple Baptist Church. I went to youth group there uh, when I was in high school. And, um, and so, but I wasn't living the way I needed to be living. I met a girl when I was in high school, and, uh, and we got pretty serious. Um, we kind of, quote, fell in love, if you want to say it that way. Nice gal, she still is. And, but anyway, um, uh, you know, I graduated. She was a couple years younger, so she had a couple years ago. But uh, I, after I graduated, I went to work at a factory in Bourbon, and, uh, you know, because you had to have a job. And I was going to take some classes. And I ended up taking some classes at East Central in the night. So I'd work all day and then take classes in the evening. And um, and then shortly thereafter, sometime in that time frame, she moved away. Her family moved away to Ohio. And I was absolutely devastated. And so in that time of my life, after I graduated high school till that fall, maybe even a little later, it was, it, was a, it was a really terrible season of life. Maybe you've experienced it. I had no plan, no purpose, no direction, no girlfriend, for that fact of the matter, and I was working what I would say was a dead-end job at a factory. It was, a great, it was a great people that I worked with. I'm not saying not saying factory work's did end but it just it wasn't what I had planned for life, right? And so here I was, just lonely and broken and depressed, and I just hated life. I wasn't suicidal necessarily, but I just hated life. It was drab. It was dreary. There was no joy. There was no happiness. And so um, finally, one day, I, I called in sick at work and. I went, this ain't really the real picture, it was just a couch, but I went to my sister's house, and I was laying on the couch, and I went to her house because I could smoke at her house, I couldn't smoke at home, and, uh, and so I went to her house, and I was laying on the couch, and uh, I was broken. I was at a very low point, point. and I, I just started talking to God, and I said, God, I, I know that I have sinned, I have, I have I'm, I've done terrible things, and I said, God, I, I really need your help, I said, God, I can't make any promises because I knew one thing. I could not keep any promises that I made. I just, I just knew that wasn't going to a reality. I said, God, I need your help. I surrender to you. Please help me. And I like to tell in that moment, something happened, right? The Spirit of God touched my spirit and it was just um, like he touched my heart and it was so real. It was exciting. It was like igniting a spark in me. It was so real, I immediately jumped up off the couch, and I started pacing around like, what was that? I mean, it was, it was just, it was, it was so real in my spirit, but I couldn't put my finger on it. I mean, I knew it was God. That's all it could be. I knew it was God, and I began to pray and talk to him. And, and when I was at Reedville, by the way, um, I was in this thing called Bible Drill, and it's where you have to memorize all the books of the Bible. you got to be able to find them in 10 seconds or less. And you had got to memorize 20 verses every year. And there was competitions and all these things, right? And so I'd, I'd done that for four or five years. I had a lot of Bible knowledge. I just didn't, it never really, like, connected between from the head to the heart. But in that moment, all of a sudden, the Word of God became a life to me. And I began to remember all of the verses that I had learned as a child about, uh, God works, causes all things to work together for good to those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. All of those verses and even more rushed into my brain and all of a sudden the word of God was alive. And I began to understand this is real, right? This is real and my faith my faith in that moment. God changed me instantly, and it was all by His grace. I think about that, when I was talking with one of the ladies after, she, uh, after the eight o'clock service this morning, and she was talking about the grace of God, and, 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 um, and I said, I agree. You know, I think about, in that moment, when I was laying on that couch, God did not have to do anything. I didn't deserve for God to do anything. But out of His grace, He did. Purely out of grace, he stepped into my world, and he rocked my world purely out of grace. It lit a fire in me. I was hungry for the Word of God. I read the Bible as much as I could. I listened to preachers on the radio every day. I just I couldn't get enough. I mean, it was exciting. I worked there at the factory in the shipping department with a guy by the name of Butch Hinch. Um, he was a Christian. He loved Jesus too. Um, the problem is he was assembly of God, not a Southern Baptist. So at that point, I didn't, you know, understand everything I do now. But so, but we challenged. I like to tell him where he was wrong. He liked to tell me where I was wrong, you know. And, and so I would run home and read scriptures and read books about the Bible and, and pray. Then I would come back the next day and I would tell him where he's wrong. And he would do the same thing. And it was this really neat picture of as iron sharpens iron right so one man sharpens another and that's what happened like god was building this foundation of biblical truth of understanding who he is and of understanding the word of god i'm telling you folks it came alive to me um shortly thereafter god called me to preach but in that season this uh stephen Kurtz Chapman put out this song called the great adventure some of you may remember it right it's a fantastic song but in the song, the song's about whenever you meet Jesus, like the greatest adventure or exciting, exciting life that you could live is following Jesus, is a relationship with Jesus. And that, that was my story. Like I didn't know what God was going to do next. Uh, ultimately, I wanted to be a drummer. That's really what my dream was, right? I wanted to be a drummer in a rock band, a, a Christian rock band at this point. <laughs> but uh, my dream, from the time I was, as, as, as much as I can remember, I wanted to play music. I would come home from school every day, and um, I, I, would turn, I would go down to our music room where the drums were set up, I'd turn, a, I'd turn a stereo up, put my headphones on, and I would play drums every day. And I would play the music until I could play it exactly like the drummer on the tape played it, right? And because and all these times, I would dream of me playing in a big stadium, you know, you know just rocking out, right? And so that's what I wanted to do. And uh, I was in a band with Butch, as a matter of fact, and some other guys. But that's not necessarily what God wanted. As a matter of fact, in that season, God called me to preach. I was like, but God, I really want to play music. You know what I'm saying? But finally, I surrendered. And, um, and in a short time later, I was working as a youth minister at the Ridge, or, uh, I'm sorry, First Baptist Church of Gerald at the time. It is now a part of the Ridge Church family. Isn't that, isn't that fascinating? And so I, was, I served there for I know, 10, 12 years as a youth minister and And it was it was absolutely exciting. Obviously, I wish there's some you know I was a young dumb kid. I wish I could do things differently on that. So I was just learning a lot about ministry and about those type things. Also, too, in the fall of 1993, I went to Hannibal Lagrange College. I studied uh, Bible. I got a Bachelor of Arts in Bible and some communications classes. And so it was really an exciting time. God was doing some amazing things. But then towards the end of the college career, you know, you got to do something, right? You can't be in college forever, Um, at least. I wanted to, but you couldn't. Anyway, uh, so I felt God leading me to go work at Hardy's. Honest to God truth, you know what I'm saying? And do ministry, be vocational But I didn't want to go to work at Hardy's because I was really afraid of what people would say. That, that's the honest truth. I just didn't want to do fast food. So I kind of you know, convinced myself that was not what God was saying. And um, a job opportunity opened up at Seed Off Distributing in Union, Missouri. It's a great company, great family. They, I, I love them to this day. Um, great friends, my brother worked there, and that's how I got the job, driving a milk truck, delivering milk to schools and sea stores in the area. And it's a good job. I mean, it was solid, I had great benefits. It was a really great place to work. But ultimately, and I'm still doing ministry at this point, but ultimately, I don't think it's where God wanted me. Finally, after a few years, and I'll be honest with you, if you've experienced this, if you're, if you're out of step with the Lord, I'm not, I wasn't in gross sin or any of those type of things, I was just out of step. Our relationship with Him can grow, I'll say stale, Right? There's not a lot of growth. There's not a lot of excitement, right? There's not a lot of passion. I'm not, it's, again, I wasn't like running away from God. It just, the excitement and the passion wasn't there because I was out of step. And so finally I said, this is, I, I need to get right. And so I surrendered and I went to work at Hardy's restaurant <laughs> as an assistant manager. I said, all right, all right, I'll go. And I went to Hardy's assistant manager. And the amazing thing happens is this. When you obey God, he blesses you. I mean, it's the truth. It's like when you live and walk in obedience, God brings blessings. And so I was assistant manager there. Um, and it happened pretty quickly as my click. There it is. It happened pretty quickly. I got promoted to general manager and I was really successful. I mean, it was by the grace of God. He blessed me. I had one of the best store, one of the number one stores in the St. Louis region. I mean, it was incredible. It was kind of meteoric to, to, to say it. And, um, but looking back, I understand now that was when God was teaching me some things about leadership, right? about what good leadership is, about um, hiring the right people, building the right team, inspiring them, setting goals and vision and all those type of things. And so uh, it, it was an amazing time. God really blessed me. So much so that I had this opportunity to become a district manager. And um, they said, more money, bonus money, company card, a company gas card. I said, yes. I didn't say, let me pray about it. Those are things, just being honest with you. I just said, yes, I probably should have prayed about that a little bit more. Um, and jumped into that. The hard part is, if you've been in the restaurant industry, you know it's a 24-7 thing. It just, it is. It's tough on you. I talked to a gentleman on the way out. He worked for Denny's at one point. He said it was the same thing for him. It just sucks the life out of you. You end up not seeing your family. You're gone all the time. You're busy. And that's what happened. At the same time, around that time, we got married. We had a newborn baby at home. Life was very stressful, all right? I had stopped ministry at this point. It was just too much and then i discovered this thing called happy hour you all ever heard of that before and uh it became a real problem Let's be honest with you it became a real problem and uh and so that's how i lived for several years and uh and and uh, you know just a few to take the edge off where you go home all those excuses everything that you could excuse i did i said them all and somehow in that season through that season my wife still loved me and and uh and, and and I was one of those functional people, you know what I'm saying? I didn't do it all during the day, but in the evening, that's what happened. And so, again, I found myself at this really low point, out of step with God. I really thought God was done with me, I'm going to be honest with you. I made it back to seed off distributing, and, and, um, and, and that's when some healing began. We came back to church here at the Ridge, and uh, Roger loves pastors. He loves people in ministry. He loves everybody, obviously. But one of the things unique about Roger is he he rescues pastors. And so he just started loving on me. I knew Roger. We'd been to the church before, but he just started loving on me. And so I I thought God was done with me. I really did. Honest to goodness, I thought God was done with me. He should be. I would be done with me. But um, around 2009, he reminded me that he wasn't. I remember I was sitting on the front porch of our house in Union, and he just kind of spoke into my life. It was like this refreshing breath of air came back, and I got another fresh start. And he, he just breathed life into me. And I got so excited. Again, I was walking around the front yard like, man, this is awesome. This is great. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so I, I was ordained to the ministry in 2009 here at the Ridge, and I started working as a pastor of Lighthouse Baptist Church, it's a great little church, it's in Moselle, and I pastored there for a few years, and and, um, and so I'm grateful for those people. Eventually, I just realized that's, that's not where I needed to be, I just needed to, I needed to just to step back for a time and, and think about things, and so I, I came back here to the Ridge, um, just to be on the worship team. All I wanted to do was play drums, and just be on the worship team, and just come and worship and, and serve however I could. Um, and so that was good. Then in 2015, I went to Oak Grove Baptist Church, but I want to tell you about how in, um, in the book, in the Bible, we see how God throughout the scriptures gives fresh starts, right? New beginnings. I think about the people of Israel. They, um, they, they had sinned against God. They, were, they, they broke his commandments. Because of that, they were carried off into exile for 70 years. But after 70 years, God gave them a fresh start a new beginning. He brought began to bring them back into the land. They rebuilt the temple and then he raised up Nehemiah to come and rebuild the walls around the city of Jerusalem. God began to work in that nation again. If you read the book of Nehemiah, they read the book of law. And then the people confessed and repented and they purposed in their heart to not sin against God again. They saw that they were given a fresh start. Um, the Naomi and Ruth, the book of Ruth. I love this story. It's a neat story. But Naomi, she's married, and they have two sons. They, they leave the land of Israel. They go to the land of Moab because of a famine. While they're there, her husband dies. And she has two sons, and they marry, uh, they're marry. they married to two to, to young Moabite women. And then all of a sudden, her two sons die. And so they're left, literally, these three ladies are left destitute. They have no money, they have no power. Women can't own anything. It's like, you know, they really had to rely upon the, the kindness of strangers. So finally, Naomi decides, I need to go back home. And uh, one of the darn laws stays. And Ruth, though, if you know the story, says, I'm not leaving you, Naomi. I'm with you. Don't make me leave. I'm with you. And so they both come back to Israel. And in the story, if you read it, she comes back and, and they're like, Naomi's back. Naomi's back. And the people of the city or the town are celebrating. She's like, wait, wait, wait. Don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. And if you understand what's happening here, the name Naomi means sweetness. She says, there's nothing sweet about my life anymore. My life has become full of bitterness. The name Mara means bitter. And so she'd give it up. She was like, she even says, the hand of the Almighty is against me. If you know the story, God sends this kinsman redeemer. His name is Boaz, and he, he, he redeems him. Like, he marries Ruth, and they end up having a baby who's a grandfather of David, right? But Naomi, all of a sudden, she sees God working. By his grace, out of his kindness, she sees God working, and she has joy again. It's a fresh start. It's a new beginning. It's God doing something new. And it's an exciting story. Of course, there's a woman at the well, Peter, who denies Jesus. God gives him a fresh start. But I love the story of Mark. And um, it's in the Bible. It's not as, as, as uh, front and center as some of the other ones. But Mark was a real young man. And he went with Paul and Barnabas on the first missionary journey, okay, that they went on. But he was a young man. He's probably maybe even a teenager. Either way, missionary journeys can be difficult, I suppose. Mark decided, this isn't for me, and he bailed, and he ran back home to his mom. He bailed on Paul and Barnabas. Well, after a time, Paul and Barnabas decide, hey, it's time to go back on our missionary journey. Let's go check out these, these uh, churches that we planted. And Barnabas says, hey, let's take Mark. Paul says, no way. We're not taking Mark. They get a, a dispute about it. They're so entrenched in their views. Barnabas says, Fine. Or they say, Fine, you go your way. I'll go mine. And Barnabas takes Mark and goes into and his. And Paul says, And Paul goes on. Paul says, I want nothing to do with Mark because, you know, he, he left us. He left us on the first journey. I am not trusting him again. And so you think, for all oh, for Mark, it's like, dude, if Paul isn't for you, <laughs> you're going to have a hard time. But somewhere in there, God gave Mark a fresh start. Let's check this out, 2 Timothy 4.11, one of the last letters Paul wrote before his death, he says, get Mark and bring it with you because he's helpful to me in my ministry. And so God did a thing in Mark. Mark goes on to write the gospel of Mark, um, as told to him by Peter, what we understand. God loves to give fresh starts. I got another one in 2015. God opened the door for me to go to Oak Grove Baptist Church in Lone Missouri. Um, it was a great little church. Um, it, by the time I got there, though, they were they were struggling. It was just some some seasoned citizens. They loved Jesus, right? But they needed they needed some help. And so um, we uh, got I I got to see God do something really amazing. I got to be a part of something really. God just decided that He was going to work in that church, and all of a sudden, people started getting saved. People were getting saved. Life changed. People was getting baptized. I mean, it was amazing. This is in the sanctuary before we remodeled it. Here's another picture. It's kind of blurry, I understand. But God was working in this little church. We ended up remodeling the sanctuary. And uh, this is on the day of dedication. We got rid of the pews. That center beam up across the top, that, that's where the pews went. We repurposed the pews. And the whole center beam across the whole uh, interior was made up of the pews from that church. It was absolutely amazing. The contractor, contractor did a fantastic job. In that church, the year of COVID, 2020, we had a baptism every Sunday up until COVID hit. I mean, God was moving. I got to be a part of that. 2021, um, I go into full-time. I mean, God has blessed this church so much. It's, I've been bivocational all my life. God calls me into full-time ministry at this point because of the growth, because of the work that's been happening that he's been doing. And of course, once you're full-time in a small church, you're also the youth minister. And so there's a group of students that I work with, great kids, a couple of them knuckleheads, but that's neither here nor there. But... And so I, I've always worked with young people. I love young people. I love working with them. And so I worked with the youth. And, and of course, if you're the pastor, you're also the maintenance guy, right? And so um, that was a, a new thing for me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, it was, it was awesome, and it was exciting. It was, it was great to be a part of. I had thought God was done with me. I would never be used again. And now I get to see a, not only serve in the church, but serve in a church where God is working and bringing revival. I got a fresh start, and so um, uh, uh, and then fast forward. Um, I got a phone call from Roger. I, I, Lord had led me to fast. He didn't put a sign up and say, "Hey, this is what's happening next," right? But he led me to do some fasting, which wasn't out of the ordinary. I, I did some fasting for the church, and that, so it wasn't out of the ordinary. But just as I was finishing up this ten-day fast, Roger called and said, "Hey, what do you think about coming to be on staff at the Ridge?" And uh, at first, I was excited, of course, I mean I, this is my home kind of like my home church, right I, I know the people here, I know the staff here. I would love nothing more than to serve and be here at this church and be a part of 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 what God is doing here but but I was a part of what God was doing there, and so I was kind of afraid to leave that. you know i 'm saying it was a hard decision. It was very difficult, probably the hardest decision i 've ever made. In my life, right? I mean, it was very challenging. And, I, and poor Roger, I was like, yeah, sure, I'm going to do it. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Okay, no, no, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? But um, he was very gracious. <laughs> but finally, I took the step. And because and I, I was praying one day, I was in the sanctuary there at Oak Grove, and I was praying, I was like, God, what am, what am I supposed to do? And, and it was like he gave me a word. He said, Jeff, everything that I've been doing at this church, it's going to continue. But I have something else for you. And so, I stepped out in faith, and by the grace of God, I came came on staff here March 15th of last year, and so had the privilege of working and serving here. The one thing I want to say about all this is God is so gracious, He is so kind, and He is so good, and He loves to give fresh starts. God is more concerned with your future than He is your past. So, whatever's in your past, right? He has forgiven. You confess that, it is forgiven. He wants to do a new thing in you. And I've learned he is never done with you until he takes you home to heaven. Well, I like to sing about God's goodness, right? And so if you would kind of sing with me here, am sorry, I apologize. Um, one of my favorite songs right now, and I think really speaks to the things that I've been talking about, is called The Goodness of God. So let's all stand and sing this song, The Goodness of God. And if you can, just try to put away, I know there's life is crazy, life is full of trouble, it is what it is. But right now, let's just focus and sing praise to God about how good he is.
1: All right, here we go. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. For your mercy never fails me all my days I've been held in your head from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head I will sing of the goodness of God all my life you have been thankful all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God <clears throat> I love your voice <clears throat> You have led me to the fire through the darkest night you are close like the weather. I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend I have lived in the goodness of God <clears throat> All my life All my life you have been faithful All my life you have been I will see <laughs> Of the good yeah. <laughs> Your goodness Your goodness is running after It's running after me Your goodness is running after It's running after me When my life laid down I'm surrendered now I give you everything Your goodness is running after after me all my life Cause all my life you have been faithful all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able I will sing of the good more time, all my life, here we go. All my life you have been faithful. <clears throat> all my life you have been so so good. With every breath that I am in, I will see the goodness.
0: If you're here today, God wants to do a new thing in you. He wants to give you a fresh start if you'll just surrender to him. Maybe you've never met Jesus before, and this is the first time you've heard about God's love. I want to tell you, God loves you very much, but our sin separates us from God, and so the Bible says if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says we will be saved. That means we'll be forgiven of our sins, and we'll be given new life real life. The life I just told you that, that happened in me can happen in you as well if you will confess faith in Jesus today. Maybe you're here and you're out, you got out of step with God. It happens, man. We make, we're, we're, we're human beings. We make dumb choices. I've made a lot of them. Well, God wants to renew you today. Or maybe you're here and you're struggling with addiction. I tell you what, God wants to set you free today. He does not want those chains wrapped around your neck anymore. He wants to set you free. I can testify to that because he set me free from it as well.